When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. After their first one of the season in Tampa Bay, the New York football giants are taking on the Washington football club in East Rutherford, New Jersey for Daniel Jones's first home game in front of 80,000 fans in blue. After an off season of trash talking and disses from Landon Collins, Eric Flowers, Josh Norman, and Dwayne Haskins, the football giants will get the opportunity to potentially have Jay Gruden fired before their prodigal son even steps foot on the football field. This is the Bleeding Blue pregame show. We are here. We are recording the Bleeding Blue pregame show on Periscope, live streaming it on Periscope and on Twitter, while also recording it on the podcast apps as well. So we are doing this for the second time in a row because David and I are in the same room. For the second week in a row. It's fantastic. We, we, we're not, we had to record in the same room in, what, like five months, and now two straight weeks we're recording yeah. in the same room? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. All it takes is me driving all over the freaking tri-state area. Yeah. From Philly to New York to New Jersey, and then from New York to Philly, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's craziness. Dedication. Dedication. Hardest working podcast in the game. Um, but, uh, David, we are playing a very, very important football game today. Yeah. Today. Today. Yes, we are. Yes. Yes, we are. We will both be there. We will both be in parking lot K very early in the morning around 9.30, 9.45, 10 a.m. the latest. 10 a.m. the latest. We'll be there. We'll, be there. No, well, that's, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Um, but if you will be there, if you will be at MetLife Stadium today, come find us in parking lot K. DM me on Twitter. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you know, DM the Instagram there and, uh, you know, come by and stop by. We would love to see people. We'd love to meet you. We would like to put a uh, faces to the listens that we get, and we really do appreciate all of you. Dave, we don't really have a lot of structure to these pregame shows. No, we don't. No, we don't. So basically, let's talk about the game today. Right. What, are, what, do you, what do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? Daniel Jones' second start. There's a little bit more film, obviously, a little bit more film that the, Was- that the Washington Football Club has on Daniel Jones than the Buccaneers did, I think. You know, an advantage that the Giants had last week is that there was basically no film. There was no film with Pat Shermer, Daniel Jones, and that system together and how they were going to work because we really did even – we were able to make the conclusion that based off of the preseason, Pat Shermer was able to really hold – kind of like hold what Daniel Jones does very well behind a curtain 
during that preseason, but kind of it was exposed a little bit against the Buccaneers, and we saw a lot of good out of Daniel Jones. But what do you kind of expect from Daniel Jones, the offense, defense, touch on whatever you want to touch on, then the conversation will be itself from there. I think Daniel Jones uh, surprised people. I, I think his athleticism surprised people. I, don't, I think people knew he was athletic, and I think they knew that he could function in the pocket, could move in the pocket, but I don't think people realized his top-end speed. I don't think they anticipated his pure fearlessness in the pocket. And I think what you will see from Washington is probably a little bit more contained. They'll probably be a little bit more prepared to hold the edge, keep Jones in the pocket. But if you're a Giants fan, you're looking for a reason for optimism. That's a reason for optimism because this is a guy who looks very comfortable in the pocket. So I don't think him being there with pressure in his face is a problem. Now, obviously, ball security is an issue, and that's something you'd like week in and week out to, to be getting addressed and, and be getting improved on. But I think the most important thing to remember for everybody is Washington is a bad football team. They're shitty. They are not a good football team. So if you're a Giants fan, you're coming into this game, what you need to be hoping is the Giants actually have the ability to beat an inferior team tomorrow. And that's really important because the Giants haven't gone into a game as really the superior football team in quite some time. So I think it'd be real, it's really important that the Giants don't look ahead to next week or the next couple of weeks because they've got some tough games on their schedule. You're home. You've got your rookie quarterback. First home start. It's going to be a lot of energy in the building. There's going to be a lot of buzz around this team. I think this team has now garnered some attention, understandably. I think there's a lot of people who are, who are standing looking at this team and saying, okay, you did it once. X, Y, and Z reasons might be a part of why you know they were able to catch Tampa Bay off guard. But let's see what they can do week in, week out when, when defenses are beginning the game plan for Daniel Jones and what they can do offensively. Uh, no Saquon Barkley for a full game. I think that worries people. Um, and understandably, we addressed that a little bit on our, on our uh, episode earlier in the week. But I think the biggest thing is coming into this game, the Giants have not been a superior team in a long time, and they are. They, they have to be. So go home in front of your fans. Giants fans are going to be out in droves. There's no reason why this game should be should be less than a one score than a one score game. This the Giants are a much better football team than the Redskins. I'm sorry. So that's what I'm looking for first and foremost is just to see a sound effort first half. Actually play football in the first half. Don't wait until the second half to start get, get you know to, to get going and don't rely on halftime adjustments on, on poor play calling on the other on the other side to get you back in the right. game and then take off. First snap of the game, you should be dominating because this is a team that you can dominate. Right. Right. The Giants are – I can guess that they top the league in 30-yard passing plays allowed. I believe they do. They are pretty much top of the league in terms of catch percentage allowing to wide receivers. They're actually doing pretty solid against catch percentage allowed, allowed to tight ends and running backs. But that's because, David, when your guys are 20 yards downfield – Wide open when Mike Evans is running routes twenty yards downfield. When uh, when you got Michael Gallup and fucking uh, Randall Cobb running wide open down the field, you can throw it to him. You don't really need to worry about throwing it to tight ends and running backs and checking it down that way. So you know, this Washington team is uh, very much a dink and dunk kind of team. That's what this Gruden. That's what this Gruden offense is. David, you mentioned how this Washington Football Club. I don't call them the Redskins. Washington Football Club, you mentioned how they're a bad football team. During our study on positional value that Bleeding Blue did this past offseason, 
We have the Washington Football Club ranked as the 29th ranked team, ranked roster in the NFL. I've always thought that, you know, even going back to last year where, oh, they had a good year, especially before Alex Smith got hurt and Colt McCoy then got hurt. And it was just it was just a very bad, bad year for Washington last year for multiple reasons when there was a lot of optimism, when there wasn't a lot of optimism to start the year. But just looking at the roster they've constructed, it's not good. I know people like to say it's underrated. I know they like to say, oh, they've had a tough schedule so far. But, David, this roster's not good. You know, we, we did that positional value pyramid all throughout the offseason. 29th ranked roster out of 32 teams. It's not very good. Combine that with the fact that their, their health and their the health status of their team and multiple aspects of their team is absolutely failing right now. David, why don't you actually let us know some significant names that are on the injury report? And I also do want to include, I want to include this before David it reads off the injury report. Mason Foster was a guy who absolutely destroyed the Giants. He was an interior linebacker last year. He was a guy that absolutely destroyed the Giants last year. He was all over the field. I believe Saquon Barkley only had 30 yards of rushing against the Washington Football Club last year in their first matchup in MetLife Stadium before they went to Washington and actually destroyed him, and Saquon Barkley had a field day. But that first matchup, it was bad. Like, Mason Foster was all over the field. He is no longer on the team either, and they also have some interior linebackers that are just hurt to begin with. So, David, why don't you read some significant names on their injury report, and then we'll go for it. All right, so to start, I think the most important the most important guy to talk about right now on, on on Washington's side is Terry McLaurin. So Terry McLaurin is, was kind of kind of came out of nowhere, um, and has kind of burst onto the scene in his rookie season. Uh, leads the team in catches, leads the team in touchdowns, leads the team in receiving yards. He's I just saw this. He's the first player ever. First three games have more than five catches and a touchdown in all three in all three of his first three games. It's, it's incredible. Um, he randomly showed up on the injury report with a hamstring injury, and he's. Limited, and he was limited in practice. Uh, it's questionable for the game. I have to imagine they're going to play him. I can't imagine, un- unless they really can't get him on the field, I think they're going to do everything in their power to get him on the field. Um, in addition to that, they're already going to most likely be down two offensive linemen. So they're going to be down uh, their center, Chase Rollier, and Brendan Sheriff, who Giants fans know pretty well because back in the day, Giants fans really wanted Brendan Sheriff. Right. At least I did. Um, is listed as questionable. He didn't practice Thursday or Friday, you know, obviously a barometer for uh, a guy's availability coming uh, for Sunday. Uh, Jordan Reed, obviously we haven't seen in, you know, for two weeks now. He, there's no no indication that he's playing. There's a better chance his season's over than that he plays this week. Um, Case Keenum will be playing. He will be starting. Interesting note, Colt McCoy is inactive, which means Dwayne, Has- Dwayne Haskins is the number two. Wow. So this thing goes downhill for Washington by halftime. I think you're seeing Dwayne Haskins. I really, really do. But Case Keenum, no doubt, will start the game. For I him. mean, a foot injury is nothing to even fool around with, fool around with either. And I mean, Case, Case Keenum, Wednesday, Case Keenum didn't practice. It, 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 Did Thursday Case Keenum practice? Yes. Thursday, All right, so Friday, that's big. Practice. Thursday's big. So, if you know, if you see Case Keenum, you know, go for a five-yard scramble, you see that. Five-yard scramble, he does something to his foot. Could see Dwayne Haskins. I don't think Haskins would beat us, Steve. I don't think Haskins would beat us. I don't think 
I don't think this Washington team is a team that just beats us deep anyway. Especially, and, and this is important, especially without Terry McLaurin. I think, I think if you look at Washington after after McLaurin, who are you throwing the football to? Jordan Reed's not playing. Who are you throwing the football? Who 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 gets the football? This is not the right. This this is even the Redskins right, Vernon Davis from last year. It's Vernon Davis. <laughs> it's Vernon Davis and Chris Thompson. That's right. basically it. Right. They have they have there's, talented running backs remember, that they can get the ball to. There's there's no Jameson Crowder even. So this is a team that's depleted, and their offensive line is weak coming into the game. I don't care, Justin. You and I talked about this earlier in the week again. Giants pass rush has been getting a lot of crap, and I don't really know where it's coming from. They've been producing. 10 QB hits against the Bucs, 6 QB hits against the Bills. Uh, let's go to the Giants' side. Um, injury report. I would say, in all honesty, with an injury report that includes Saquon Barkley not playing, obviously, this is the best it could get. So Saquon Barkley obviously out. Alec Ogletree and Tay Davis, that's your biggest concern. Yeah. Both of those inside linebackers are yeah. out. Big, big positives. Cody Latimer is not even on the injury report. He's out of the concussion protocol. He'll be playing. Benny Fowler, who is limited all week in practice, is also not on, does not have an injury designation. He will be playing. Um, Lorenzo Carter will be playing. Olsen Pierre was a full participant. He'll be playing. So, really, the, the, the main guys you're missing there are Saquon, which we knew already, and then it's your two inside linebackers. It's Ogletree and it's Tay Davis. So, the, so the natural, the natural question then becomes where do you where do you get production out of the inside linebacker spot you sign Nick Stupar during the week so he will no doubt be getting significant snaps Mayo it, it's going to be David Mayo it's going to be Nate Stupar and it's going to be Ryan Conley Ryan Conley so uh, yikes yeah that, that's the only thing and so that's the only place where they scare me right now yeah um and that's the thing where that's the strength of this Redskins team outside of McLaurin is Thompson Adrian Peterson's not really used in the passing game, but he's still a you know he's still a good running back that could you know just that could do well against the secondary level of the defense. So the two main running backs, Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson. Thompson can really beat in the pass game. Well, I think he's even a little underrated as well. But I mean, it's tough to have a really significant impact on the game if you're a running back and you're not a stud like Saquon and Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis, uh, you know he you know he's like oh reliable, always finds a way to kind of uh kind of have solid production throughout. So. That is concerning. That's where this red. That's where this Washington team really does try to strive and survive is intermediate routes, dinking and dunking, and the fact that our, we can't really rely on our interior linebackers that much. That's the most concerning part about this Giants defense, at least for this week. And that's not even even bringing up the secondary. That's not even mentioning the secondary, which is always just a concern to begin with, regardless of who they're going up against. But like David said, it, it's it's a fast start. They need they need the fast start, and I don't know if this secondary is relying on the fact that teams are play calling more conservatively in the second half because they're up by multiple scores throughout the first th three weeks of the season. I don't know if that's why the defense is looking well these first you know at least these first three weeks during the second half. Um, not counting that Dallas game, that Dallas game they were just bad throughout. But we need to just see a fast start. We need to see a change. We need to see that fast start come out right away, because um, it's usually it's usually one guy. Like, let's be honest, David. It's usually one guy who's getting picked on. It's either Antonio Hamilton, one guy that got picked on that first half during the Dallas game. Dallas game. Second game, DeAndre Baker got picked on all first half, pretty much all game against the Bills. Third game, Janoris Jenkins 
terrible, terrible, terrible first half against the Buccaneers. We can't have that one guy be the main reason why we get behind early in games. Can't have that one guy. Especially not against a team that you sh- you have every ability to jump on. Right. The, the Giants have the ability to, by the middle of the second quarter tomorrow, the Giants have the ability to completely break the Redskins. They have the ability to make the team quit on Jay Gruden. They have the ability to make the team quit on, more importantly, quit on Case Keenum. And then the entire game for Washington for the rest of the day becomes about Dwayne Haskins. The Giants have the ability to just completely take Washington out of the game. But you need to jump on them. You can't make Case Keenum, you can't make the Redskins defense believe that they've got a place on the field tomorrow because they don't. So if I'm the if I'm Justin, Justin, I'm here. It is it is September twenty eighth. We're recording this. If the Redskins lose the coin toss tomorrow, we defer. Oh, well, that's and I know that's analytics going. though. I know. I fuck. Oh my god. No. Because, the, because it would be so important for the Giants to march down the field the first possession. I, I agree. Not being you. down anything. I agree with you. It would be so important. The, the, the crowd would be going crazy. It would be so important for this team. I know they're not going to do it. I know they're going to break my heart. I, I know Pat Shermer, for some reason, is allergic to it's it's almost thing. It's almost every team that does it, though. The, the Patriots started to do it, and then everybody followed – Follow the lead. But not every team's not the Patriots. That's what I, I don't understand. Go. Now I'm mad. David, let's go to this. Now that it's on the top of my brain. So you had a bunch of shit talkers on the Washington Football Club this offseason. So Dwayne Haskins had his subtle little hints that, you know, he wanted to be a giant. I mean, it wasn't subtle. He wanted to be a giant. But, you know, just subtle little hits at the Giants here and there um, with these tweets. And uh, my, my favorite my favorite tweet that Dwayne Haskins had is after they made the decision to start Daniel Jones, he had a tweet that went, sheesh. Remember that? So then I I quote tweeted it because everybody thought that he was commenting on the Eli Manning Daniel Jones situation. And I was like, you know, maybe he had a really good breakfast. Maybe he had like a really good Eggs Benedict breakfast. And he was just saying, sheesh. Well, sheesh, that was a good That, that was, was a good great breakfast. breakfast. He actually liked that tweet. He, I quote tweeted it and he liked it. So I think he actually did have a very good breakfast that morning. And then also between Landon Collins, who said that he wants to run over a cancer survivor who just happens to be our general manager as well. If Landon Collins ever saw Dave Gettleman on the sideline, he would run over him. And stupid, he won't be on the sideline. He's in the box. Moron. But he doesn't know anything about actually playing in the box, does he? Oh, what do you mean? That's, like, actually, that's like the only good thing that he does. He's actually a really does. good box safety. I take that back. <laughs> I don't. I, it was there though. I had to. It's like how we made like eighty-four million dollars. Yeah, that he's not worth. Oh, yeah. I I will I will agree with that. Like I I will definitely. I'm agree really agree mad with at Landon Collins. You're mad at him, and he doesn't care, and that's okay. But You're but right. I I'm I'm mad at him. I'm, I'm also really yeah. mad at people who are giving you and I both a hard time for like openly openly saying that we look forward to our Giants embarrassing. The opposing team's players, like that, makes complete sense. We should want the Giants to embarrass Eric Flowers. We should want the Giants to embarrass Landon Collins. Because David, breaking news: we're Giants fans. Imagine that. Oh my God! Yeah, but the rep- the replies now these now these are both Washington fans and Giants. Well, fans. Washington fans don't have the brains that were born with. I so. don't. I don't mind. 
Giants fans saying, you know, I have nothing against Collins. He really played his heart out. And that's not what, what like a poll, the poll that I put out this week is who, as Giants fans, who do you want to see beat embarrassed the most? Dwayne Haskins by his ass sitting on the bench and Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Jones. David Jones is going to come in. Dan, oops, did I say David Jones? I say David Jones. That's because David Jones. It's because David's sitting right next to me. Um, <laughs> Daniel Jones is going to win the fucking football game. He's going to get his second start, his first home start. Dwayne Haskins' ass is going to be on the bench. Do you want that to be the biggest embarrassment, or do you want Eric Flowers to be embarrassed by the fact that Dexter Lawrence and B.J. Hill are going to run his ass over, or do you want Landon Collins to be embarrassed by Evan Ingram running a 75-80 yard touchdown right over him and right around him this Sunday? So who do you want to be embarrassed the most? I don't mind Giants fans saying, you know, I have no hate towards Collins, and that wasn't the point of the poll. It was to get fan interaction and fan engagement up. But I, then I had Washington fans in my mentions and in my replies saying, Oh, how sad of a life you live if you must feel this way. You know, I would hate to be a Giants fan. And it's like, well, breaking news, I want these guys to be embarrassed because I'm a Giants fan. And part of the game of football is winning and losing. People seem to forget that, David. Yeah. That when you win... It feels good, and when you lose, sometimes you're embarrassed. But also, I guess if you're in a if you are in a perpetual state of embarrassment, like the Washington Football Club is, then embarrassment just must be a comfortable feeling to you. Like it must it must be like, oh, I'm home. Oh, they're no I'm doubt embarrassed. used to it. They're no doubt used to it. So, all right, I needed to talk about that because just just briefly, we're not really a podcast that likes to shit talk. We like to joke. But we don't like to shit talk like this. Oh, but I'll talk shit. Talk shit right now, David. I already talked shit. Can you talk more shit? I mean, the Redskins haven't been relevant in quite some time. Redskins haven't been relevant, truly relevant. They were relevant because of RG3, I guess. Let me well, let me say this. Let me say this. Say it. I do want to see. I don't want to see anybody fired. Like, I will not say, oh, I want, I want somebody to get fired. I want X, Y, and Z to get fired. But how sweet would it be if... Dan Snyder, Schneider, whatever the fuck you pronounce Snyder. his name, whatever the however the fuck you pronounce his name. How sweet would it be if that owner fires Jay Gruden the game after the Giants start Daniel Jones, and it just turns out that that same owner wanted Dwayne Haskins, Gruden wanted Daniel Jones, and Gruden gets fired even though he doesn't have his guy at quarterback. And at he's the not, hands of Daniel Jones. And he's not – and that quarterback that the owner wanted is not even starting. How sweet would that be? That would put the – and you want to talk about, oh, Dave Gettleman's the embarrassment. Like, I, you know, you, Dave Gettleman's full roster building is still a very much wait and see. It's very much dependent on Daniel Jones. We're not going to – just because we're giving this compliment doesn't mean that we're putting the crown over Dave Gettleman's head as king of New York. But how sweet would that be, especially for him? To just have this inept organization fall through the cracks once again. Five weeks into the season. Four weeks into the season. Four weeks into the season. When actually the head coach wanted the guy that the Giants had. That'd be pretty sweet. Well, and again, and, and that's to take it to a more like practical, logical point of view, that's why I think the first quarter of tomorrow's game is so important. Because you can so quickly just kill them. So quickly they can they can get they can get so about the front office and the quarterback situation, they, they forget about playing the game at that point. And what you can do is you can make, you know, I believe you can make 
a guy like Landon Collins more focused on beating on, on beating the Giants than he is winning a football game. And I believe you can make the Redskins sideline more about getting Dwayne Haskins in the game than helping Case Keenum win a game. So I think tomorrow has the ability to be such a sweet day for Giants fans, but they got to go out and do their business. Um, but it also does have the potential to like be terrible. <laughs> oh, it would be awful. It would be horrible. It would yeah. be absolutely horrible. What do you what do you want to say? Or else we're gonna move so, on to the uh really quick. Yeah, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Okay, so sixteen sixteen of the last twenty NFL seasons, the Redskins have finished in third or fourth place in the NFC East. Get the fuck out of my mentions about talking about oh I hate to be a Giants fan? No, you wouldn't. You would kill to be a Giants fan. You would sell your racist team name to become a Giants fan. You would love to be a Giants fan. Just get out of here. Just stop it. I went there. Whoa. David went there. I went there. Wow. David, I want to start off with the wide receiver. So maybe uh, unlike the way that the Giants have built their team, we'll go from the outside in. Dave Gettleman has built this roster by looking at the offensive line inside out, but we're going to start by going to the outside in. So let's talk about the wide receivers. Cody Latimer, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. I'm, I'm giddy. I'm giddy because not only, not only do we have those three guys on the field at the same time together, but the fact that Daniel Jones is the type of quarterback that he is and he can take these chances, he can take these risks, he's ballsy, man. With those, with a guy that is extremely, extremely physical on one v one matchups, and Cody Latimer, he's a baller on one v one matchups. Darius Slayton has game breaking speed, has the ability to run right by safeties, as he showed last week. And Sterling Shepard, who is a yards after catch king, coming out of the slot, I'm I'm excited with that with that combination that we have this week, combining with the fact that the Redskins have been allowing you know eight plus yards per catch or per attempt for quarterbacks this season. Like they've have been very, very bad. The, I, I actually, I'm going to pat myself on the back here. Uh, last week. I'll do it for you. Thank you. Thank you. Last week. I, I, I did mention Darius Slayton being a potential game breaker and you weren't so sure, Justin, you were a little on the fence about I it. I was, but I, I said, I think Darius Slayton can bring such a different element to the Giants' offense that they don't have. And, and with a guy like Daniel Jones, you, and can it, actually, yeah. you can actually utilize that. And with Latimer out, you didn't have basically anyone besides Benny Fowler who, you know, uh, you don't, you didn't really feel great about Benny Fowler really, you know, it, it, it's, it's expanding the field in any kind of legitimate way. Slayton brought that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, Slayton could, can, reminds me of Manningham. I, I agree. I can see it. I think Manningham was maybe at this point, at, at, you know, obviously Slayton's one game into his professional career, but I think Manningham had the ability, was a was a maybe a more crisp route runner, um, and his hands were, for the most part, very good. Yeah, I, Slayton, I, I Slayton also think still, Slayton, I think Slayton's a little bit more straight line speed yeah. than Manningham was, but I get the comparison, and I think more importantly, I think they can mean similar things to the offense. Yeah. I think they can both be security blankets. And generally with a, with, a, with, a, with a speed guy like Slayton, you don't think of that kind of guy as being a security blanket. No. But he showed it last week a couple of times. He has the ability to just get himself open. He's so fast. Well, he gets, him, he he gets himself. Just, he can get himself in space. And with a quarterback right. with a quarterback who 
can extend plays, that's where you can really utilize a guy like a guy like Darius Slayton. So yeah. he's huge to have going forward. Yeah. In addition to that, Cody Latimer. You know, I, I think we're forgetting they did everything they did last week without Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer adds a, a, a an element to this offense that they don't have without him. That really big body on the outside can kind of go up and get get go uh, get a jump sideline ball, which Daniel Jones showed in preseason. He's very good at throwing. Right. So that can be really big. Sterling Shepard looked fantastic last week. Combine that with Evan Ingram, who, who you know, by all accounts is taking off right now. Right. I think this offense has a lot of different little ways to beat you. If you, you count, they have a lot of counter moves. And I did not think I'd be feeling this positive about a Giants offense without Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it, it helps that. This Washington defense is just it's not – it's not in a good spot right now. It, it, it really isn't. And that's why part of me wants to say temper the expectation of the offense because there's more film out there, because Daniel Jones is a rookie, inevitably a rookie, because Daniel Jones did have a 75-yard play that came in one play. He almost threw a pick six. He did have the fumbles. And a part of me wants to think that. But also at the same same time, I'm like, fuck that feeling. We can we can really get into that feeling next Sunday and then the following Thursday. Yeah. Go, when you play Minnesota more, into yeah. New England back to back weeks, short week into New England. Yeah. Then we can we can really start tempering our expectations. But for tomorrow, this is a game they need to win. Or today, I guess. I keep doing that. Sorry. Bad podcast, bad yeah, radio day. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is a game they need to win, and they need to win it not from the standpoint of oh, you need to get a win in the division, and you need to get you need to get to even. You know, Cowboys aren't losing. You need to win it because this is a game you can. You know, we went to Tampa last week, and I think we believed that we could win the game, but we really weren't sure. Right. We really weren't sure what the team. What they, we didn't know what they looked like yet. Right. Coming out of last week, there's a bunch of teams in my head. I can I can think to myself, these are teams we should beat. Right. And this is one of the teams that fall under that. It just mm-hmm. it, it helps that it's. An early season division game against your lightest division opponent, go get a win. Go get a win and put your season on a good track. Yeah. Be 500 in the month of October. Exactly. Something I haven't done in quite some time. In, since 2016. So, David, let's uh, let's wrap up with some running back talk and Wayne Gallman. They also did bring up John Hillman. They did not have an out-of-house move, at least not yet. I'm thinking maybe this Monday they maybe sign somebody else. They'll I mean, Jay, I think they'll see how, we, how they perform. Jay Ajayi is out there. I know, I and he's twenty six. You know, he's not a slouch. Uh, it's better than it's better than whoever they brought in this week to, to work Fozzie out. Fozzie Whitaker, Fozzie Whitaker, and also uh, I know C.J. Anderson's out there. But why do you need C.J. Anderson? It's it's just not the guy that I feel like this this offense needs. Um, that'd be a very old school move of them to bring in a guy like C.J. Anderson. Just like why. Why I would much rather have John. If they're Edelman. gonna bring it, if they're gonna bring an outside guy in, I I want I I would love to see Jay Ajayi. I think yeah. I think it makes sense. I mean, it's just the only question of you know you don't bring in you don't bring in a guy like Jay Ajayi just just until Saquon Barkley gets back. That's the only problem that right. I see. So, but neither here nor there. That hasn't happened yet. It you know we we got to play we got to play the game today. John Hillman's here. Wayne Goldman's here. If the Giants walk away from this ball game with four yards per carry. I don't have huge expectations. Um, I know there needs to be, you know, you need to establish the run, especially for some of these passes to open up, especially for opportunities for Engram, Slayton, Cody Latimer to open up. I think Sterling Shepard can just be used throughout. I don't know if a Sterling Shepard is a kind of guy that's dependent on necessarily the run being established. 
because I think you can get the ball to Sterling Shepard in so many ways through screen games. I also, yeah, let's let's also just say this. I if the run game isn't there, screen the screen game is going to be so important. We didn't really see it that that, you that know, much last week. We we got so excited about Daniel Jones, rightfully so, last week. Then I think we overlooked Pat Shermer called a hell of a game. Well, I think a lot of people had a problem with you, which you mentioned this a few times. You throw an incompletion on first down, and then you run the ball on second down. He it. was still doing a little bit of that, um, and, he, and you know he was really saved by some incredible plays by Daniel Jones. I still want to see more twelve personnel. David just farted. I still want to see some twelve personnel. I still want to see more play action. I know I say it every fucking week, and I don't know. I don't know when it's when I'm ever going to be like, oh, that was enough play action. Because really, like, I want to see more of it. Well, goddamn it, gets, it. it gets hard. I mean, it gets hard to, to to really start effectively running play action when you're not running the ball. Well, and, and, I well, that's analytics, be tough going for and I weeks. and I disagree with this, but analytics say that it doesn't matter how effectively you're running the ball for play action to be successful. Uh, that's not true. I can't analytics say true. it's true. I'm not. I don't. I I highly doubt that myself as well. That's like the one analytic trend that I'm like, nope, don't believe that. But. I'm not expecting that much out of this Giants running game. Also, just because I think the Giants are going to be so effective throwing the ball through the air, where if you're effective throwing the ball through the air, Keep why the right. fuck would you run the ball? Especially if you don't have your <laughs> if you don't have your generational running back. Yeah. Um, but no, I think Pat Shermer called a good game last week. I really yeah. do. I think he did a nice job letting Dan Jones go and get it. Don't be, you know, don't try to don't try to hide your yeah. quarterback. Don't try to hide him in the background. Go let him go get yeah. it. And I think he did a nice job of that. Um, I would love this week to see a little more design um, opportunities for Daniel Jones to get out of the pocket. So more like, QB options? No, I'm not talking just QB options, but, but some more rollouts, some more things that can get Jones moving. Um, you want more Jones movement? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely, I do. Oh. Why wouldn't I? Because honestly, let, let's, let's, let's be totally real about it. What was the weakest thing about Daniel Jones last week? It was his ball security, and it was ball security within the pocket. Right, so if you, get, if you get him away from the line of scrimmage. If you get him away from the scrimmage, let him set his feet. He has no problem taking a hit. Yeah. But my issue is we saw it last week, stand in the pocket, and the awareness isn't there yet. It will be able to come, but it's not there yet. So how do you counteract that? You get him away. Just get him away from the bad guys. It's very simple. Okay. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing that a little bit. I think, like you said, Justin, get the screen game going a little bit. Um, I think – and it's actually surprising that you used as much screen game last, last week against – you know, considering how aggressive Tampa was being, um, I don't know how aggressive Washington's going to be tomorrow. I, no, they're not. They're not going to be aggressive. They, they, to be. they drop. They drop everyone back. They can't afford to be. So I think. I think you'll see a decent day from Wayne Gallman. I think um, four yards carry. I could see. The, I could see them really trying to get Wayne Gallman going in the in the pass catching game. It's not been something he's been great at. He's been okay. He's not fantastic um, in the pass in the in the receiving game. Um, but I think they're going to try to find ways to get the running backs to be productive. They're not, you know, they're not just going to totally ignore the position. Right. Um, so I, I, I think Goldman's going to do okay. I right. really do. I, but I don't think it's going to be this team's calling card for the next couple of weeks. I think Hillman might get four, four carries, five carries, one catch, two catches. So yeah. we'll see him for for a few snaps still up. When you, the point is, is when you yeah. lose when you lose a guy like Saquon Barkley, it's got to be all hands on deck to make yeah. up production. So. I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting any 35-yard runs. I don't think this team needs it. Yeah. David, do the Giants win or lose? I think they win. I said last week that I was doing it one more time. I was going to go with them against Tampa. I went with them. They proved me right. They look, they look good, especially that second half. They look very, very good. I think they win. I'll give you a little score prediction, Justin. You want a little score prediction? Let's do it. I'm going to say 31 
17. Well, 31 points. Well, I'm not going to give you a score prediction, but the Giants need to win this game. They just need to. They like it's must win. I'm not going to say that because in the scope of the season, I don't know how much, you know, I, I really the Minnesota game is going to tell us so much about this team where I don't really think this game is going to tell us that much about this team if we lose. If we lose, it's going to tell us a lot about the team. If we win, it may not tell us the full story about what this team is going to be. But, Dave, we just need to win. Like, this kind of just sucks. It does. It, 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 it'll be great if we do win. It'll be – but heading into – yes, but heading into the game, David, like the mindset is like, oh, this game kind of does suck because we – like, need to. We really need to yeah. combine it with Dwayne Haskins, Eric Flowers, Landon Collins, Josh Norman is an absolute ass. Um, and uh, Pete? 21-17 Giants. I, I just – I don't see the Giants being held 21 points. I just don't see it. Oh. I, I I can't imagine that a team that, that looked so good offensively last week against a better defense is only going to match their touchdowns tomorrow. Right. I can't with, – with, with more weapons up on the offensive side of the ball. But Giants win. Giants win. I don't care if they win 3 0. All right. Giants need to win. Um, you will hear from us whenever you hear from us next. I will give no promises and no guarantees on when you will hear from us. But It'll be soon. You, you will hear we'll from us soon. soon. We will talk real soon. We will be live streaming on Periscope throughout the kind of day on Sunday. Come hang tomorrow. Yeah. If you're going to be at MetLife Stadium, parking lot K, we would love to see you. We would love to hear from you. We would love to meet you. Um, and uh, go Giants, go Giants, go Giants. Thank you for listening. Keep on bleeding blue. And peace out.